You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. After the White Sox game ended on Sunday, I found myself kind of sitting there going, okay, take a deep breath. You've had your weekend to be angry about what the White Sox are doing. Yes, had they gone two and six in their last eight, they would have won the American League Central. They would have won the division, which I thought was important. Other people think it's it's less important. For them to go from the first team to clinch in the American League to the seventh seed was a, a little bit difficult to deal with. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was furious watching them play on watching, – watching Ricky do Ricky stuff, and I'm, I'm, I haven't been happy over the last week and a half with how Ricky has managed the team. I think it leads to a lot of questions, and I think there are a lot of – there should be a lot of questions where – you could argue that two weeks ago, Ricky Renteria was making an argument to be the American League Manager of the Year. And now you can legitimately wonder aloud, should he be allowed to manage a team that has championship aspirations? But I'm going to save that conversation for later. I want to talk about being grateful and I know that after I just said what I said it doesn't sound like I'm very grateful but I want to talk about being grateful and what this season has meant to me as a White Sox fan that's where I found myself after the game was over after we knew that Oakland was the opponent the White Sox have to pack up and go out west to the ballpark that I hate the most and they're going to have a weird start time. They play at 2 o'clock, which is great for me because it allows me to do a preview and then finish my show and watch the White Sox play a playoff game. The reason that I say that I'm grateful is I wasn't sure if I even wanted baseball to come back at the beginning of the pandemic. And I wasn't sure when I heard baseball arguing with itself and seemingly destroying itself to get to the negotiations of a 60-game schedule. It just felt a little empty to me. I was someone, my threshold was 75. Like, that's what I felt as a fan made the most sense, and it felt the most like baseball, that there could be a half of a season, and you could get a real sense of who was good and, and who wasn't good. 60 felt a little light. And then the season started. And the first week of the season for the White Sox was horrible. The first time around, the rotation 
was a nightmare for the White Sox. But then they went on this run and we started to see these incredible things and these incredible moments. And Lucas Giolito's no-hitter, the emergence of Luis Robert as this incredible baseball force. He went through an incredible slump where I think he was 0 for 29. And then this past weekend, he put himself on a three-game hit streak, which is really good news for the White Sox. Seeing that Dallas Keuchel was the right guy to bring in for a lot of reasons, not just because of what he does on the mound, but because of the type of leadership that he can provide as someone who has been through all of this stuff before. Tim Anderson chasing a batting title. He didn't make it. DJ LeMay, you beat him. But the fact that those two guys go one, two, Anderson's way last year and then one, two, LeMayu's way this year, I think makes for a fun rivalry that both of those guys can share in and all of us that love baseball can enjoy. Jose Abreu, the season that that guy has had, he, to me, is the clear-cut most valuable player in the American League. And I know... Jose Ramirez made a run, and I know that he is the fan grass leader in wins above replacement. He deserves to be to have votes. He deserves to be in the conversation. But for me, when I see a guy that leads the American League, leads baseball in hits, averages an RBI a game, and came through with clutch hits for the White Sox all season long when they needed him, you go back and think about that weekend that he had against the Cubs. It was one of the damnedest things I'd ever seen on a baseball diamond. The emergence of young guys in that bullpen like Matt Foster. Seeing him turn into a weapon. And then at the end, you get Garrett Crochet, the ultimate weapon in a bullpen, a left-hander that comes in throwing gas. I think that he, what was he in five games this season? And I think he ranked second for most pitches thrown at 100 miles per hour or above. There was a lot to actually enjoy. And the White Sox made my summer more fun than I expected them to make it. They made this summer really enjoyable. I've spent every night, like I do these recaps on Twitter, the Loho recaps where I I wear a new cap every time that they win. And it was just kind of a fun thing to do at the beginning of the season. And then it became my routine and my schedule that I was going to be in front of the television every night watching what was going on with the White Sox and paying close attention to everything that they're doing on, on the diamond and having some fun with White Sox fans. And as the White Sox got to be better and better throughout the season, it felt good to share all of those things virtually, to share on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and through the radio show and this podcast, share all of those things with other White Sox fans and be cool with it. And even on the ESPN game, the one that went forever, 
where Alex Rodriguez is calling Roger Bosser, Roger Mose Bozart. Like, even that was fun. When you have Jeff Passan try to give the White Sox some love. And still got Danny Mendick's name wrong. It was still fun. Like the the put upon White Sox fan is something that we can all enjoy. Like we all love being. It's it's part of our DNA as a fan base. And I am here for it. I am here for it. I don't want to lose what I felt and what I had in my heart as a fan because of the playoffs. I'm glad that there is a day off that I could actually kind of collect my thoughts and think about what this has meant to me. And quite honestly, like I won't say that it's been tumultuous like my life, like everyone else's, but there have been some setbacks over the last couple of months for me personally. And I kind of needed the White Sox. And I needed it more than I expected. I needed the joy that came along with watching my team represent the South Side, watching Tim Anderson and, and Abreu fight for MVP votes, watching Aloy Jimenez like, quietly have a great season. And even Friday night, watching bat flips and guys hopping on fences and exposing their crotches to Nomar Mazzara, even in the the wackiness that was their last series with the Cubs, I found myself being entertained and enjoying it. So now here come the playoffs. Lucas and Dallas is what you're counting on if you're the White Sox. They've got a task in front of them. This A's team is good, and I hate that ballpark with a passion. I hate it. I hate that there, and you'll see it tomorrow. I hate that there are these weird shadows that play in that game. Now, hopefully because of what, noon first pitch out there, it won't be half as pronounced as it usually is. I hate when the White Sox go out there. I hate them going to Oakland more than I hate them going to Minnesota. Back, Not Target Field, because Target Field is gorgeous. But the Hump Dome, that's how much I hate Oakland. And on top of it, Oakland's really good. I also thought that this is the part of the bracket I wanted the White Sox in because I think that they can beat the four teams that are on their side of the bracket. They're going to have to prove me right on that by getting past Oakland. But Minnesota, Houston, Oakland, I think the White Sox have a much better shot than putting them in the top part of the bracket where the Yankees are and the Rays are. Didn't want any part of that for the White Sox. So now here we go. It's been 12 years since White Sox fans have had an opportunity to enjoy playoff baseball. And 12 years ago, didn't feel very good. And I understand anyone who thinks, well, why is this going to be any different than 
what we saw in the last week and a half of the season for the White Sox. Those are legitimate questions. They really, truly are. But I have to tell you this. I am here for the reset of the playoffs. I like the idea of let's let's get this together. Let's take a deep breath. And maybe getting on the plane and getting out to Oakland will settle their minds on the task at hand that this is now the ultimate business trip that they're on. Go win two games and get ready for pod baseball after that. I'm not going to get into any like breakdowns of stuff in this episode because I got the show to do that over the next couple days. And don't worry, like there'll be a pod on the White Sox playoffs. But I just wanted to let you know where I'm at with this and let you know that your anger about the last week and a half is righteous. It is you should be upset with the way that they played. But I want you to also remember that the White Sox made this summer fun for us. And that's that was a really difficult task that was put in front of them to make it fun. Now they can make our fall fun with a couple of wins. I love to see them just make teams uncomfortable. And I love for them to advance even if it's just one round, if they advance one round, I will feel some level of satisfaction. If they go out there and lose two games in a row and then come back home with nothing, I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll reflect on it and it'll be fine, but in the moment it will feel like a lot of this stuff was for nothing. But it was a good summer for us. And it it didn't feel like it was going to be for a lot of different reasons. Let's see what they do. I'm ready for the playoffs. I've been waiting 12 years to say that. Thanks for listening.